Empowerment Inc. Radio, K-E-I-S-M dot com. And this program is Kidon Kids, Spirit, Soul, and Body Series. So how are you doing today? Hope you are doing great. And we thank God for today. 
We bless his holy name. Uh, we are just going to go right ahead and continue. Hope you are taking care of your body, taking care of your soul. And I hope we are in charge and taking care of ourselves and praying, seeking the face of God. I hope you know that he is here with us and he will never forsake us and he will never leave us. We bless his name today. We thank God for today. Father, we just want to thank you. We bless you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We give you all the adoration. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, you are Lord over our life. You are Lord over our spirit. You are Lord over our soul. You are Lord over our body. And we thank you, Lord, that you have made us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption. So that, Father, we can do all things through you who strengthen us. Father, we are sitting at our feet today. Teach us. Mold us in the way you want us to be. Lead us. Encompass around us. Protect, guide us. And we thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for coming to die for us. Thank you for taking all our sins. And thank you for all that you did on the cross. And we bless you. We glorify your name. And we commit every activities today into your hands. Oh God, Spirit of living God, you are welcome. You are welcome in our lives. You are welcome today. Wherever we are sitting, wherever we are standing, wherever we are at our workplace, in our schools, wherever we are in the prisons, wherever we are in the hospitals, in anywhere you are there with us. Father, we thank you for being there with us. And we thank you that you will change that situation. You have already changed it. You have healed us. You have delivered us. You have set us apart for yourself today in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, speak. We are here listening. Open our eyes that we might see. Open our mouth that we might speak your word. Open our ear that we might hear your word. Open our mind that we might have your mind, the mind of Christ. We bless you. We give you all the adoration. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. You know what? Today is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? Amen, amen, amen. So we have a kind of brand new topic. It says, how Satan institutes strongholds. See? How Satan institute strongholds, his tactics, his uh, uh, ways in which he institutes his what? Strategy. Okay? To begin to deal with us. Right? So, we will try as much as possible to go in depth. And I hope you are ready and I hope you have your sword the word of God with you, okay? We are going to go right in. And I just want to say that uh, uh, every Wednesday we are here by God's grace from 7 to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
And I encourage you to always join with us on this journey. And I also encourage you to check on the past uh, tapes and let God bless you through all those uh, uh, recordings. And let us know what the Lord is doing in your life. We will be so glad and I'm sure the Lord will be glad because you overcome the enemy by his blood and by the word of your testimony in the name of Jesus. Amen. God is good. Hallelujah. And we're also on Facebook, Dr. Sonny John Obama. You will find us there on Facebook. Apostle Line, in the name of Jesus. Amen. So here we have a, um, the what we'll be saying is how Satan institute what stronghold, and our full test proof test is will be taken from Second Corinthians chapter ten. Okay, Second Corinthians chapter ten. Hallelujah. And I'm going to read from um, uh, the King James Version. Then I will also be reading from uh, New King James Version. Hallelujah. Now, let's start from verse, uh, let's see, uh, from verse 3. Okay? You, in your spare time, read from verse 1. Okay? He said, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to what? And we don't walk after the flesh. Verse three now, for the weapons, for the weapons of our is kind of you know like a bracket, semicolon in a bracket, and he's starting that from verse four. See, it's like when you are trying to explain, you know, you are trying to explain now. He said, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal because it's just talked about flesh. Okay? So it's like now, let me give you what I'm talking about. He said, for the weapons of our warfare are not what carnal. You know, warfare is a military term. Here, he said, uh, it's like we are in a military service. See? We are in the military service. We are in a war. You know, constantly we fight war. You know, when we are asleep, we war. I don't know how many of you have a dream or experience in a dream. Most of most of them are nightmares. Some of them are gunshots. Some some people have been shot in a dream. And in the day, they become very sick. You see, because all this has happened in the dream. Can you imagine we are resting and it's not actually a full rest. We are not resting. It's a fight. Most of all fight in the dream. Most of all have all kinds of experience in the dream. Most of us are swimming. Most of us are running. Most of us are being pursued. Most of us are having all... Uh, private life, uh, extramarital affair, let me put it that way, in the dream, uh, on and on and on. You see, it's, it's a warfare. You see, 
most of the time we always think that the welfare that we see uh, in the day, no, things happen in the spirit, then it now manifests itself in the natural. You see, that's what I call the other world, this the the other world. Okay, in in the uh, uh, in the spiritual world, in the realm of the spirit, you see the other world. Okay, so we we. We have been blessed. See, God has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You see, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. You see there that God has blessed us so much with everything that we ever need. But they are what? In the spirit, in the spiritual realm. So our job is to use our faith to manifest this blessing in our realm, in the, in the, in the flesh and blood, in the natural, in the physical, that we might lead them to the fullness of Christ. And that is where the, the Satan is battling us, and that is where uh, Satan constitutes an obstacle, constitutes strongholds, in, in us, institute problems in us that we are not able to realize this manifestation in the natural, which God has freely given to us by His grace to us. Can you imagine that? You see, you see, so we have to fight back. We have to mark out our sinner. We have to take all the weapons the Lord has given to us. We have to stand firm. We have to fight back. We have to tell the devil what the Lord has given to us. We have to receive it. He may have stolen from us. We have to receive it. In the name of Jesus, God. We come against you right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever the devil has taken from you, whatever the devil has taken from me, whatever the devil has taken from us, we receive it back hundredfold. What the locusts have taken, what the lukewarm have taken, what the cantanwar have taken, every worms, every activities of the enemy, what Satan has taken from us, every blessing of God that the devil has taken from us, we receive it back in the name of Jesus. We receive it back in the mighty name of Jesus. We receive it back in the name of Jesus. We receive it back in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We receive all the goodness. We receive all the blessing. We receive all the healing. We receive all the healing. We receive all the deliverance. We receive all that you have done for us on the cross. We receive your love. You know, there is something that is so striking in our hearts when we receive the love of God because love covers a multitude of sins. First Peter 4, 8. You know, when we have love in our heart, we are able to forgive. We are able to look at our brothers. We are able to look at our sister and say, yes, you may have done this for us, yet I forgive you. I don't want to remember what you've done. I don't, I don't care. God has also forgiven me all that I did. So I forgive you, and I want to live with you with peace. 
He said, live with all men. As much as it depends on us, we have to live with one another with peace. In the name of Jesus. See, so let's continue to read. I was in verse 4. He said, for the, war, war, for the weapons of our warfare, you see, the weapons, there are so many armory, so many instruments, so many weapons the Lord has given unto us. He said, they are not what carnal. You see, there are so many weapons. They are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You see, last time I talked about pulling down strongholds. And I also talk about imagination. But today, I'm going to go uh, to kind of explain strongholds. Then we'll talk about how he, the uh, accuser of the brethren, uh, Lucifer, uh, Satan, uh, devil, serpent, and all kinds of names you might See about him how he kinds of strongholds. There are so many strongholds, so many okay, that he used to constitute obstacles. You see, like I said before, strongholds they are that structure. The ancient when you go to ancient Corinth. It was a hill about 2,000 feet uh, high, and on top of it was a fortress. You see, on top of it was a fortress, and I hope you know what is a fortress, something that you build to fortify. You see, but Paul used that imagery as an illustration. So it's, an, it's what? As an what illustration to... You use uh, you use something to explain. You see, so like I said, it was what a fortress. Uh, like uh, when you go to um, um, a places uh, there, there is a place in in Ghana where you find this fortress. That was built, and they kind of use it as a a castle, a castle, and they fortify the the, the place with with it in in a way they are able to uh, see uh, the enemy when they are coming. Okay, and I don't know whether you got it, and you can see this in. Uh, in, in, in a place in Ghana where um, they were um, um, transporting uh, uh, our forefathers to where? To other places for slave trading. Okay? So you find there is a kind of castle, it's a kind of uh, stronghold or uh, a, a citadel uh-huh, where they uh, fortify the place, especially for military purposes. So Paul was using that imagery 
as an illustration of the spiritual warfare that we wage. Okay, he uh, talked about destroying that stronghold. You see, uh, casting down that tower. You see, one of the things we need to do is to destroy, not to leave, destroy that stronghold, and we have to cast down those towers, and we have to uh, uh, take down the captives. Okay, we have to take those people that are in captivity and free them. Okay, so we have to take captives. So the fortress, the towers, or the captives, they represent those kinds of uh, uh, argument or uh, high things, right? Or tough plans that we oppo- we always use to oppose one 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 another. You see, so we have to cast down all rational decisions, and we have to two captives to the obedience of Christ, every perception and intention of the heart that was against God. See, our actions reveal our thoughts. We should not cling to the thought that we do not conform to the life and teachings of Christ. Okay? So, so that is, uh, so you see that in stronghold is a place that has been fortified so as to protect against the attack. Uh, and yet we have to bring down those strongholds. You see, strongholds, they are places that have been fortified so as to protect it excuse me, against attack. It's a fortress. It's a citadel. Like I said before, Okay, a place that has that has been what fortified. It's a fortress, and it's used to protect against uh, attack. Okay, and uh, uh, it's a place of security. It's a place of survival, and uh, and and when you look at uh, uh, today, you find nations are busy fortifying their military arsenal, fortifying the military, fortifying their uh, uh, stronghold, uh, fortifying every areas in the military, in the Air Force, in the Navy, in, in the uh, uh, um, in, 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 in the weaponry. See, they make, making sure they are fortified against any enemy's attack, you see. So this has been, uh, um, let me say, when you look at the military standpoint, it's good for them. But to us, these are obstacles. These are fortresses. And these are uh, foundational uh, things that stand on our way. You see, these are barriers for what? For our progress. These are obstacles for what? For our, our moving forward. They are uh, uh, stagnation. You see, they are mountains 
that stand on what? On our face. We are not able to move. We are not able to cross. They are like a cage. You know, when an animal is caged or in a in a, in a, 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 a comment, he cannot move. He cannot go anywhere. You see, so we have strongholds that stands on our way, that encage us, that uh, we are not able to move forward. We are not able to move backward. We are surrounded by these strongholds, and some of them could be a valley. Some for some for some of, for some people, even the valley has lions. They have uh, tiger. They have deadly stuff, snakes. You see, for some people, it's just a valley. So different gradation of what? Strongholds. But the scripture clearly tells us we have to what? Pull down. Meaning, we have to escape. We have to what? Demolished. We have to destroy. You see? There's no uh, any amount of mercy in this. Anything that constitutes strongholds, anything that are strongholds in our life, we have to pull them down. We have to say, no, enough is enough. We have to pull them down. Okay? Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. We have to walk, pull them down. Hallelujah. And I just want to uh, let us know that uh, if you if you want to call in the number to use, I'm sorry I forgot to announce that at the beginning. The number to use is uh, uh, one six four six 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 eight two four one three. Again, one six four six 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 eight two four one three. Just call in and uh, uh, contribute. Okay, or give whatever you want to say and speak as the Lord has uh, directed you in the name of Jesus. So what are we saying here? A stronghold is anything, an attitude, a thought process, a belief that holds us in defiance of God's words. You see, his ways, right? His strongholds, many strongholds are demonic in nature. Okay. So in great it is Okoroma Okoroma meaning to fortify you see through the idea of holding safely okay a castle a figuratively argument stronghold like we said in some translation is they just put in uh, pulling down every pull down uh, argument. He said, for though we walk, uh, in my translation, he said, for the weapons of our uh, warfare are not carnal, are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down stronghold, casting down argument, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You see, verse, verse 5 says, casting down argument. Okay? So we see here that is to fortify through the idea of holding safely a castle, a figuratively argument, and stronghold. 
Many strongholds are demonic in origin. See, meaning they are from where? Demons. They are from where? Satan. Satan and its demons. Satan and its what? Origin. So many strongholds are satanic. They are from Satan. They are from devil. They are from Lucifer and its demons in where? Nature. You see, they are where in origin. They, they, they manifest and they come from where? Demons. So the word stronghold means a fortified place. The problem with demonic stronghold is that they are fortified place against the knowledge and word of God. They will stand against the knowledge. They will stand against the word of God. You see, when something stands against the knowledge and the word of God, what is left is nothing. It is the knowledge and the word of God that will set us free. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set us free. And he who is set free is free indeed. Now when we go against the knowledge and word of God, we are doomed. It is the word, the knowledge of God that will set us free. Most of the time, we are in a situation where we do not know how we get there, which is what a knowledge of of things. You know, knowledge is so important in our life that we are able to do things. Once we don't know, have knowledge, we cannot do much. So knowledge is so important in our lives, and especially the knowledge about the Word of God. Being able to read the Word of God and being able to understand what the Lord is saying is so imperative in our breakthrough, in our stand against the stronghold of God. I mean, the stronghold of the enemy. So the word of God will be our sword of the spirit. And that will be one of the tools we will use against the Satan's attack when he comes. You see, look at, he always exalts himself against what? The knowledge of God. He knows that when he has that knowledge of God, and when he has that, the, the, the word of God, he cannot stand the test of time. The word of God is our standard. And that is what we are ruled about. And that is where we stand about. And that is the word of God is what we live about. And the word of God is the one that will sanctify us. The word of God is the word that will pierce our heart. It's the word of God that will convince us. It's the word of God that will judge every intent and, uh, the, uh, intent and mind of everyone. The word of God is sharper than two-edged sword. So the word of God is there to help us. The word of God is there to direct us. The word of God is there to help us, to mold us in the way we should go. The word of God is to illuminate us. Illuminate us, pierce our hearts, that we are able to live with one another. The word of God will not fill us with the love of God. 
the word of God will mold us in the way we should go. In the name of Jesus. So strongholds, they are set up by the enemy. They uh, help a person to resist the power of the world and render ineffective. Strongholds they, that are set up by the enemy help people to resist the power of the word and render it ineffective. You know, strongholds, they can resist the power of God and make the word of God powerless. See? That is why most of the time when we pray, it has no effect. It has no power. You will hear yourself. Somebody nearby will hear us, but God will not hear us because there are strongholds that have kept that prayer or that word of God ineffective. You see, there are also a surefire way for the enemy to continue to build a fortress within the heart of man against God, drawing the person deeper into the darkness of the enemy. You know, when we are with Satan, we are faced with the enemy, and the enemy is in darkness, and God has brought us from darkness. So we were in darkness, and God brought us from that darkness. You see, we appreciate God for what he did, because we were in darkness, and God brought us from darkness into the kingdom of what? Of light. You see, the Bible says that, you know, the weapons, the, you see, the, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. By Second Corinthians from ten, Second uh, Corinthians chapter ten, from verse four to six, is our proof test. You see, when we understand how the enemy works and his ways of operating, you see, his manner of operating, his methods of operating, you see, we will be able to equip. And will be equipped to understand and identify the manner and the circle that he's using to uh, to oppress us, to be able to be a hindrance of our progress, uh, being able to block all the blessing God has given to us being able to uh, stop the healing God has already given to us, and being able to cause all the pains, the distraction, the atrocity, the affliction that is uh, uh, happening in the world today. See? So there are many ways for us to identify strongholds in our lives and other lives that God has given to us. God never wants us to be devoid of understanding. 
yet we have the responsibility to use what he has given to us to benefit us in our lives. You see, God has to reveal what has been hidden in the past and he has made it open to us today if we will seek him. You see, if we seek him, we will receive. You see, if we seek him and we humbly ask him, we will receive whatever he has given unto us. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Now, let's talk about how Satan institutes strongholds. We've been able to talk about strongholds in debt. And many of us now we see strongholds. But when I go more, we'll be able to see more of these strongholds. Okay? We're able to see more of these strongholds. That's not the... It's not, what I've said is not only restricted to uh, the strongholds we have. There are so many uh, types, and there are more. Hallelujah. Now, there, there are several ways that the devil puts people in bondage. You see, bondage also is a stronghold. Okay? Two strongholds. We need to be aware of these uh, uh, tactics that the devil uses. And we are going to share some of them today. Now let's talk about the mind. Okay? The mind. You know, the mind is one of the many ways the devil put in us to see that we are able to be in, in a place where we are not supposed to be. Most of the time, we find ourselves in bondage. Some of us are in bondage to uh, Satan. Most of us are in bondage in various forms. You know, when we are doing things which we are not supposed to be doing, it's a bondage. You see? Um, I'm not going to talk about <laughs> bondage now. I just say that I'm talking about the mind. You see? So the mind is the doorway to the heart and soul. The mind is the doorway to the heart and soul. Okay? When we when you we see excuse me. Hallelujah. Father will give you praise. So the mind is a, is what we see to be the doorway to the heart and soul. Okay? So the devil would always want to plant all kinds of thinking, all kinds of thoughts in the mind that are what ungodly. You see, that are what? Ungodly. Okay? We always want to plant what? All kinds of, uh, I call it trash. (laughs) 
I don't know what you call it. I call it trash. So when we are thinking about uh, um, things that are outside the Word of God, meditating on the Word of God, uh, uh, speaking the Word of God, but instead we are talking about uh, irrelevant stuff, we are thinking about uh, how somebody has hurt us, the the pain that's caused to us, the the hurt. I'm not saying that it's is uh, we are not feeling pain. Um, we have not been hurt. We have not been uh, at death with. We are not having. Uh, uh, situations or pain, um, yeah, I quite understand and I know where we stand. Uh, me too, I'm not immune from all those kind of stuff, but the law has told us that we have to work, meditate on His Word. We have to thank God at all times. See, so when the, when the Lord spoke in his world that we have to pray always. Where do we pray? See, we have to begin to pray in our mind, in our heart, in, in every sector of our being, and begin to meditate on the word of God, begin to sing hymns, begin to sing songs in our heart, in our mind, and begin to meditate on the goodness of God the love of God, you see, and begin to talk about the word of God in our hearts, preaching it to ourselves, meditate on the word of God rather than rather than hate, rather than fear, rather than murder, you see. You see, many people have spent a lot of time meditating on how to kill the other person. Many people have been meditating, calculating. You see, you see, from the from the mind, we are able to we are able to uh, uh, do all kinds of meditation. We are able to have imaginations. And what is imagination? It's logismo, and logismo is computation. That is reasoning, you see, a kind of figurative reasoning, you see, a, a thought that we come out with. It's only God knows what has become the result of that thought. If it's in according to the Spirit of God, if it's not according to the Spirit of God, it's not of God. So that computation, that figurative reasoning, the thoughts that we have, that we have talked about, if it's not according to the Word of God, it's not according to the Spirit of God, we have to bring every thought, every computation, every reasoning to be in accordance of the living God. In other words, is the Spirit of God behind that thought process? Is the Spirit of God enabling us 
to have that computation. In the Spirit of God, enabling us to have that reason, have we reason by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God enabling us to have that mindset. See, when we sit down and begin to calculate how we are going to kill somebody, that's not the mind of Christ. See, when we sit down and begin to reason in our mind how we are going to buy this kind of gun, how we are going to buy so many ammunition and to begin to draw lines, begin to draw computations, begin to do calculations, and begin to plan, begin to uh, execute, begin to find out the day that it has to be done, you you agree with me that that is not in accordance with the Spirit of God. It's in accordance with the devil's mind. The devil is here to steal, to destroy. It's to destroy, to steal, to do all kinds of atrocity. The devil is here to confuse us. You know, confuse our mind. We 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 are now confused to uh, uh, do things that are not in alignment with the word of God. Can you imagine that? Hmm? You see, so we are now in a situation where where we are able to work confused that we are not able to work do things in accordance with the word of God. Hallelujah. And we can talk about this for days. You see? Remember when I talk about confusion now? You know, when we are confused, right? That by itself is a stronghold. A confused mind can make the best choice. And choice is so imperative in our day and age. So important. You know, when you we don't have the mind of God, we don't execute the mind of God, and yet the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. See? <clears throat> that is... Uh, First uh, Corinthians chapter two, verse eighteen. I hope <coughs> uh, verse eighteen or sixteen. So you find it there. See, yet we have what the mind of Christ, and yet we do not walk according to the mind of Christ. See, the mind of Christ is not confused. The mind of Christ is straightforward. The mind of Christ is able to do the right thing. The mind of Christ is able to make the right choice. The mind of Christ will say, yes, this is right, I do it. This is wrong, I will not do it. The mind of Christ will not hate. The mind of Christ will love. And yet we make the wrong choice. See? Most of the times we, uh, not us listening now, people who are not following what we will be saying, People who are not born again, they make a choice 
choice most of the time are drastic. You see, when we plan and plan and say we are going to kiss somebody, it's a different mind. We made a choice that this is what we are going to do. This is what we are going to carry out. When we made a plan to hate, it's a different choice. You see, we have made a choice to hate. When we make a, 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 a choice to die, you know, many people have made a choice to die, to commit suicide. It's not the mind of God. It's a mind of what? Satan. God will not give us a mind to kill ourselves. We did not bring ourselves to this world. The Lord created us. He made us. We are not the creator of ourselves. He created us. He made us. And we are created by him. And we appreciate him for, for, for making us, see, for creating us, making us the way we are. And we have no right to take our life. We have no right to commit suicide. We have no right to uh, kill other person. Hallelujah. There is a video, I don't know whether you have seen it, a video that has been circulating in different quarters. This guy, I don't know the full details, but this guy has been told to go to this country, to go back to his country. And, and at the airport, he saw that they were really bent on taking him back to his country. And they were upstairs, very upstairs. I don't know how many stories. And uh, in the process of dialogue, they were talking with him. I don't know what transpired between him and the lady in the process of taking him back now. It seems it seems uh, uh, he had uh, said that if you want to take me, I will kill myself. I will jump right here. And it seems the lady said, well, you can do whatever you want. And the guy reached out and flipped out of where he was standing and uh, his head down, and that was it. You see? So he made the choice, you see. So Satan will always give us a choice, you see. He will always give you a choice that seems right, but in the, in the, in the real sense of it, it's not right. It, it looks beautiful. It, the choice looks urgent. The, 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 the choice might look the best, but it's not the right choice. See, the guy made a choice, and sometimes when we make a choice to receive it, it's hard. It's not like email that we send. These days, when you send an email, you have the option quickly to receive it and say, no, I don't want to send this email. I cancel it. No, it's not that. The moment we, we, we make that choice, it's done. You see, in the eyes of Satan, it is done. See, so when he jumped, it was over. See, so that is why the choice we make, we have to evaluate it. Is is it in accordance with the spirit of God, or is in accordance with my mind, or what is the state of my mind 
is the state of my mind is according to the Spirit of God, is or is according to my own meditation in the worldly encounter. Is it carnal? If we've been meditating on the Word of God, if we've been praying and seeking the Word of God, we are not going to be jumping, you see, and killing ourselves. Who knows tomorrow? Who knows where they, they are taking the guy to? It's better to where he was. We don't know tomorrow. It's always him who knows tomorrow. Now we, we might go there and things might be better. We might prosper there. Or we might not prosper there. You see? But who knows what is prosperity? You see, when you know God, you depend on him. When you depend on him, we are able to have that prosperity. And when we depend on him, we are able to know the mind of him. We are able to live what he wants us to live. See, when when they said they were returning the guy, now, with what I can think about, is probably concluded that it was all over. It, it was over. That is over. So taking him from where he was back home to where he comes from, to him, I believe it was over. So then the devil said, now that it's over, you have any, you don't have any choice. What is left for you is to kill yourself. No. You can't kill yourself, number one. Number two, it's not over. Man might say it's over, but with God, it's not over. You see, there's no situation, no circumstances that will come to us that the God will say is over. It's not over. To us, it's impossible, but to God, everything is possible. Everything that is impossible to us, to him, is possible. There's no impossibility in the sight of God. There's no impossibility in the mind of God. There's no impossibility in the situation of God. Every situation we bring unto him, every circumstance we bring unto him is possible. Every sickness, every impossible sickness that we see is possible unto God. Every sickness that we see, oh, this is not possible. It's possible unto him. Hallelujah. Every circumstance is possible to him. He can change that situation. He can change that situation. He can change that circumstances to glorify his name. All we just need to do is to acknowledge him. Bring him into that situation. We are not to remove him from that situation. We are not to uh, ban him from that situation. Instead, we have to invite the Spirit of God and say, what are you telling me in this situation? Let the Word of God dwell in our heart as we meditate on the Word of God. Let's ask the Word of God to be the controller of this situation. Let the Word of God illuminate our heart. Let the Word of God speak to us and let us take that decision. We cannot take decision ourselves. So we cannot kill ourselves for any situation. But we have to ask God, is it over? 
until he said it's over. It's never over. Don't let the devil tell you that the situation we find ourselves that is over. It's not over until God said it's over. Hallelujah. It's never over with man. With man, it is over. But with God, it's not over. Hallelujah. Again, the situation we find ourselves to man, to a fellow brother or a brother sister, to them in their mindset, it's over. But when God says it's not over, it's it's never over. Okay, so wait for God to tell you whether it's over or it's not over. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. In the name of Jesus. Now our times have run out in a few minutes left, so we are going to just pray. Okay? We're just going to pray. So we are just on one mindset. I mean, (laughs) we are just on one tactic, the mind. And we have gone even halfway of the mind. You see, so we have so many other areas we are going to talk about. So we have other ways. So we will spend a lot of time in this. Okay. So we give God the glory in the name of Jesus. Father, we just want to thank you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. We thank you in you, O oh God. We have our being in the name of Jesus. We will not fret or have anxiety about anything. Yes, we will not fret because you are our Lord, you are our shepherd. We will not want. You will supply all our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you, O God. We are the body of Christ and we are redeemed from every cause. You bore our sickness. You carry our diseases on your body, and by your stripes we are healed. We commit that that is sick right now into the hands of God. By your stripes you he healed. By your stripes we are healed. In the name of Jesus, we forbid any sickness and disease to operate in our body. Every organ, every tissue of our body function in the name of Jesus. Function in the name of Jesus. We cancel every gunshot in the dream. We cancel every gun situation in the dream. We cancel every attempt of the enemy in the dream. Every fighting in the dream. Every sickness in the dream. Every extramarital relationship in the dream. We put asunder. We cast you down. Every stronghold. We cast you down in the name of Jesus. We cancel every activities of the enemy in, in, in the dream. We cancel every mind. That is not of God. We hold every thought, every purpose of of the mind that is not of God. We cancel them in the name of Jesus. We cancel you in the name of Jesus. We cancel every activities of the enemy in our lives, in our going out, in our coming in, in our children, in our relatives, in our brothers, in our sisters, in our workplace, in our business. We cancel every activities of the enemy. We cancel you in the name of Jesus. We cancel you, Satan. You demon, we cancel your activities today. When we go out, when we come in, when we lie down, when we rise up in every area of our life, cancel you in the courtroom. We cancel you in our home. We cancel you in our children. We cancel you in our school. We cancel you in every sector of our life in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We take authority over your plan, over your purpose in our lives in the name of Jesus. 
Father, we thank you for the mind of Christ you've given unto us. We receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus.